there we go. I, I think we're live. Hello. So, hi everyone. Welcome to uh, Mindset Explosion uh, Season 3 episode. I think I'm on 23. I, listen, I'm so excited for this interview today. Adrian Hales, thank you, sir, for coming on. And today, uh, what we're, we're talking about becoming superhuman, uh, your brand new podcast, your, the coaching that you do. And um, we're going to share some, hopefully drop some good mindset um, tips and bombs, right? Yeah, 100%. We just obviously had a conversation around, um, you know, mindset and tips and tricks. And we're talking about how much it's so important now because we've gone through this almost period of self-isolation and, and lockdown. And I kind of you see a lot of people which are either still working really hard in their business or career, or as we spoke about earlier, some people have just like stopped reflecting and thought, you know, is, is what I'm doing making me happy? So I think it's just a really important time to to talk about this stuff and give people tools, tips and techniques to help them, you know, move forward. So yeah, it's really, it's really uh, good to be on the show. And I really appreciate you taking the time to comment on my post around, um, around my journey through, through school and dyslexia and coming out the other side. So uh, I appreciate you getting me on the podcast. No, my pleasure, buddy. Um, well, share a bit more about the post and, you know, so how, what, what's, what's kind of led you, like to you know mindset coaching and um and we talked off camera we, we you know you, you said um you know it's about being a bit vulnerable and just opening up and sharing some of your story really so yeah i think um i think as we spoke about earlier everyone's got like a, a story which led them to do what they do and i was thinking about i was walking around the park the other day and i was thinking you know what really drives me and if i look back at all the, the coaching sessions i've had over the years what what are the themes that really um, get me to to really do my best coaching? And I just thought, well, I really enjoy like the person that's almost down and out, the person that's lost their confidence, the person that's lost their way. And it's not to to demean people like that or anything like that, but it's I always see that as a a great opportunity to to help someone get some new insights and, and change their life. And I was thinking, what are some of the the key elements where I can bring that story to life of my own journey? to talk about that. And I remember, as I said before, is when I was at school is, um, I, I really found learning challenging, mm. like passing tests, <laughs> doing arithmetic. I used to like write down the times table on my back of my hand when my dad used to test me. <laughs> and I <laughs> looked down and like, you know, then you could go out and play when you were a kid. <laughs> so I, I remember like the, almost like the, felt like torture, just constantly learning this stuff. And then obviously when you get to school, the subconscious message from teachers is you'll be good enough when you'll be good yeah. enough if you pass this test. Um, and that's the barometer of success. And yes, sport is important. Um, now reflecting back, but when you're at school, what, what normally happens is teachers aren't always equipped to, to do that, to, to, to be able to bring out the best in you. And what I noticed, uh, reflecting back is that, found it very difficult to concentrate in tests because mm -hmm. I was being evaluated based on all the other students, the A's, the B's type students. And, but they couldn't perform how I could perform on the sports field, but they were getting evaluated that way. And that the other, the other way wasn't really, really seen. So, but over time, what happens is, is in lessons is you get a supply teacher, you get one of those cover teachers that sits next with next to you. And it almost, you almost feel like, um, you're getting special attention, which makes, which almost compounds the, the challenge as a kid. Like, 
I thought I was stupid, but now I feel even. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I had to get sent out of the classroom to go to another classroom for my extra English and math. So, <laughs> hi everyone. <laughs> I'm going to that class again. <laughs> you all have fun doing the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously, I, I suppose when you're a kid, you want attention, and and uh, I wasn't getting the attention for being good at grades. So I I combined that with being really naughty and. Um, getting kicked out of lessons I think uh because I, I didn't know how to channel that I learned a different way I saw things a different way and I don't see dyslexia as as a uh, as like um a curse or anything like that mm. I see it as a, as a as a gift now it enables me to do two or three things really well and, and and see things that others might not be able to see in a creative problem solving and so on and so forth but back then you don't see that but what happens is that gets internalized and you almost develop this kind of as I said in my post, like a fire in the belly to, to, to prove people wrong yeah. um, and maybe prove yourself that, that you're good enough. Um, so that was the inspiration for the post. And what I noticed is that whenever you post on Facebook or you post on LinkedIn and you try to write copy that inspires people, when you're stuck in your head and you're trying to preach or you're trying to do how to, or this is how to do it and so on and so forth, you don't get too much engagement. But when you're able to just check in with your heart and share like an inspiring story and actually say to people, it's okay to be like that. And there's a reason for it and see it as a gift and a talent. And you look at inspiring people, what you, what, what tends to happen is people like yourself comment and it resonates with, with people at some level. Yeah. It touched a nerve because I think it's just thought, is that me writing this? It's it just similar really. Um, I, I just, I, it's not, I hate, I didn't, not I enjoyed school but I, I just would and I think I would pick out the negative from a, a report and I, I've gone back over my old school reports in the past and I thought well why was I thinking I was no good because actually this is saying you're right but I would just pick out the could try harder so I, it was just one sentence for me was but now how I look at it, it I never did great with the exams anyway so I think it set me up for success because Hey, what can't be much worse than failing exams? So, um, in a way, I, I got to twist it round for yeah. me. I, I got to, I got to turn it round. I, I think it, I think it did set me up for, um, you know, well, I'll just go for it. And it, and it, as an adult and adult life, it's, it's like you said. I just, whether it's to prove a point or um, just, to, you know, I just push hard. And I, all I can do is the best I can do. Yeah. And I've, I've learned now that, um, you know becoming a coach, becoming a martial arts instructor, fitness instructor, and then mindset, taking on a business. I've learned so much and I enjoy it. I enjoy this sort of stuff because I'm, I'm learning. I, I got to learn about something. So I've just, I, I, and I'm never able now to, you know, apply the same thing back when we're, when I'm coaching is like, well, what's your strength? Let's work on that. And the, the weaker bits, in my opinion, will, you know, follow along really. So yeah. yeah, it touched a nerve. It was a great post. Great post. Yeah, and I think um, I think everyone has like unique talents, gifts, and abilities that are that are ready to be expressed, ready to be hidden, ready to be dis discovered, and and that are hidden. And I think, um, but the conditioning from childhood, the conditioning from early adult life, mm. is, is that this is the criteria for success. And then, I mean, I work with with, with coaching clients. I've worked with some like exec level coaching clients and they get to a stage in their career where they kind of feel like they've followed other people's criteria for success that wasn't even theirs initially and that's where they feel 
that low mood. That's where they feel that anxiousness. That's, that, mm. that's why they feel that inner conflict going to work every day. Or some people, even in a business, doing something which they just fell into and they're experiencing that conflict every day. But that a lot of people then view that as, oh, this is a bad thing that's happening to me. Oh my God, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like a, a low mood. But what it's really telling you internally is there's something that needs to change in an area of your life. And actually it can be a positive thing. It's communicating something to you um, to change. And what I liked is um, Jim Carrey, I listened to one of Jim Carrey's video and this, this quote really like resonated with me. And it says, um, to view depression as um, deep rest. Your soul is at, is at deep rest from the character mm. you've been trying to play. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of people go to works or go to jobs that they don't fulfill them and they have to play this character which deep down there's a creative project to start. There's a movement which would change kids' lives. There's um, a coaching business that they start which is which they would love to do, which could be around mindfulness. There's an instrument they want to start, yet they don't make time for themselves and they, that perpetuates over and over and over and over and over again. And I've been in the same situation where I was in a career which I got to like a very, very high level. Yes, I was on over 100 grand. And the interesting thing is it was within coaching and learning and I, and I was still doing what I love, but going to work every day, feeling that level of conflict, um, and not following your purpose or why you're actually being put on this earth. It seems to me, Matt, like you found like your, your calling, your mm -hmm. purpose. And a lot of people have that opportunity, but sometimes they, they settle and from coaching and from learning that is there's a place people want to get to in, in the perceived future. And there's always a fear or there's something they have to move beyond, which will help them get more of what they actually want that makes sense yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah I, told, I, I can resonate with that a lot um similar I, um, I used to be an engineer electrical engineer and it it was just oh, i'll just do this you know i didn't do great at school so let's go to college i spent about eight years at college studying for all this um something i i knew i i didn't even enjoy that i was longer at college because i didn't enjoy it but like like i think you said it's that that conditioning a little bit um and then yeah this opportunity came up and it just yeah i think i suppose the same for yourself once that passion starts to come out as well and you you know oh i just love doing this <laughs> so, yeah, see the smile says it all <laughs> so, so yeah. what led you up to that so you, you said you were off camera you said you were, you were in the army um yeah, so what led me up to that, um, all the way up until coaching, really, into getting into coaching is a good question. Um, obviously, when I came out of school, it was like, what do I do now? Um, I've got no qualifications. Um, and where I lived in a town called Burton-on-Trent, uh, you could go and work in the breweries or in a warehouse or go and join the army. So I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to the careers office. So I went down to the the careers office and uh, then said to the the guy there you know look i, I want to join the, the army so they just they put me in this um it's like a test you go to before you, you start a phase one training and i'm 37 now and that was when i was 15 uh so many 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 years ago and um i, re I remember when i was younger i to get time off school i used to pretend i used to have like bad like i couldn't breathe like so <laughs> And, I had an, and then they prescribed me an inhaler. 
Um, and I didn't think about this, but when I went to the careers selection, phase one training, is they said to me, oh, have you had any medical history? And I put down inhaler. And obviously I did all the tests and they said, oh, I'm sorry, you, you, you're not allowed to come in because you put in inhaler. I was like, oh my God, like it's, it's come back to, to, to bite me in the ass. So then I said to the, the Sergeant Major at the time, you know, I, uh, you know, I really want to get in, like, please, can you help me? And by that point, my whole life, like in front of me, I thought, what am I, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I waited for about six weeks and they said, look, we agree if you come onto this um, fitness test for the whole day, we're going to strap you to this running machine. We're going to put one of these big masks on you and we're going to push you. And we want to check your average breathing rate, your resting heart rate and how your lung capacity. And then if it's at a sufficient level, we'll allow you to come in. Of course, there was nothing wrong with me in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I absolutely smashed the tests and then they yeah. said, we're in. So then I uh, kind of went in to the, to the British Army. Um, and the standard things happens when you first go, you get your head shaved. So the identity that you once identified with is, is gone. And that's a good thing that the army kind of bring you back down. And it's about selfless leadership. It's about the, the uh, resiliency. It's about the mindset of the team. It's about helping your teammates no matter what happens. It's about um, uh, co-creation and working together at all costs. Um, so I did phase one training, phase two training, the hardest um, physically and mentally things I probably have ever done. And um, I remember one of the conversations with the corporal, uh, he, he came in and said, you look a little bit young. And I was like, oh, okay, because um, some of the lads are a little bit older than me. And then he checked my passport and he said, oh, by the way, you're actually underage. Um, but, you, you know, don't tell anybody, you can stay. <laughs> so I ended up staying, you know. Um, passing phase one training, coming out of the army. And I think the big thing that when I, when I came out is that what I saw is people living their lives. And um, yeah, I played army rugby, combined service rugby, had an unbelievably good time, worked with, you know, done some phenomenal things. I think it's the first place where people actually started believing in me. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, I actually, believe it or not, I came out of school with no qualifications in the first 32 weeks of military college i went to i came out with seven qualifications at gpse level well there you go see you was having fun enjoying yourself and and i think something you said there is key adrian is that people were believing in you Mm. Uh, and i know it's got to probably talk about in a minute because part of the coaching that you do now is helping people to believe in themselves so do you feel that um that's quite um a key for when you're working with people because you Obviously, I've spoke to you off camera and, and listened to you now. I, I can see, I, I can see how your mindset is, and I, I think, wow, this, this guy's going to be. It, it, you must be an amazing mindset coach. I can, I can feel it. It's, and I think everything that you would have been through has, has, has brought you to that, and it's had a big impact. So, do you feel? I get. I imagine when you work with your clients, you you believe in them straight away, where and you're trying to turn it round so they believe in themselves. Is that? Mm. I think it's a it's a great point and appreciate appreciate that and likewise you look like a you're doing some phenomenal stuff in martial arts and also the mindset so I really appreciate that. I think the big thing is I almost went like through a few transitions in in the the army you're under so much pressure like you wouldn't believe but you have to remain calm and and think clearly and be able to hold the space as a team so you can think clearly and what okay what are we going to do next and it's almost like very much about standards you know um and then when, I, when you come out and played like high-level rugby, it was more about how do you work with, with other people? How do you hone your strengths, as you spoke about earlier? And how do you enjoy 
you know, try and enjoy playing the game. Um, so, th and then when you come into the coaching I'm doing now, which is um, neurosomatic coaching, so how do we use the internal to, to transform uh, our, ourselves and combining all those three elements, now it's really about, um, as you say, viewing that person as the person that they could become. And what I, what I really try and get into in my coaching is no judging people, no giving it harsh opinions and just hold the space for them. And whatever they experience in terms of anxiousness or fears or something that's quite a vulnerable thing for them to say, in their mind, they think, oh my God, when I say this, my life is going to be over. It's such a big thing. And then when they say it and I don't, and I acknowledge it, but not responding, oh my God, and buy into their story and just allow them that to, to flow out by being calm. I think that is where the, the change happens. And what I notice sometimes when I'm, when I'm coaching uh, people, because obviously within MBIT, we focus on the heart, the head and the gut. And everything, the heart has different core competencies, the head does and the gut does. So for instance, like what you spoke about earlier is like follow your heart, mm. um, which would the core competency of the heart or the intelligence. And the reason I'm saying this is because uh, within MBIT, it's been um, validated by neuroscience, it's been validated by behavioral modeling, and there's specific um, stats that shows that it works. So that's one of the reasons that I, that I use it. And there's about 2,000 coaches now around the world using it. Um, but when we focus just on our mind, our mindset, it's, very, it, it, it's obviously an important part of uh, the decision-making process and, and coming up with visions and coming up with new ideas. But as you pointed out in your video, um, talking about the heart, the other intelligences do have, they do, part, they, they do play a part. Mm -hmm. And what we find when I'm coaching, if one intelligence is, is overrunning the other, what that does is it, it gets results that we don't fully want in our life. So we, we have a, a level of incongruence. So like, for instance, there's some, you would have looked in the past, for, for instance, there might be some leaders that you viewed upon who are all heart-based. They just go with their heart all the time and they don't think about it and they don't use their gut, their intuition, and they just yeah. go heart-led. And they don't make the best decisions, whereas you've probably seen also prime ministers, leaders that just go with their gut, their gut instinct, but they, they leave their heart there, um, behind. So that has an impact um, because what we presuppose in MBIT is that if we can consult and communicate with all three, we make better and wiser decisions rather than just using uh, one intelligence. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I, I, I think even my video agent, I don't think I even seen it on that perspective. So <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm getting hooked again. <laughs> this is why I love the, um, cut me, you know, chatting to people like yourself. Um, because I learn, I learn, and it, it's nice to put that out, um, you know, spread that out further, really. Uh, because it, 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 and I, I guess for people, it's just it, it's finding um, a model that's going to suit them. I, I guess so it's, that's, yeah. So, so, so I, I, I just blown my mind a bit. I, you had me proper hook then. <laughs> the models, yeah, the models are very useful because they give you a framework, and um... but it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense to me. I, I can, when you're talking, I can think where I, I have followed my heart and I can think where I follow my head and I think where I, I just listen to my gut and it is, it's having a, it's having a balance and sometimes a bit of both. And then yeah, at times I got it right and right. Okay. But some, cause sometimes one can really overrule. hundred percent. 
Yeah. Yeah. One. And you know it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get a sense, and yeah, we can all we we all know one prime minister or one president at the moment who's run by the gut completely. <laughs> also, we've known probably leaders that have been by the heart, and I think when we think about change is that a lot of change comes from the mind. Okay, a reasonable amount of change. So uh, in neuroscience, we say afferent and efferent. So basically we have the ability to change and it goes 10% that way. Mm. 90% of our communication comes from, the, from the, the gut and the heart. So that's often where we find our biggest leverage points. So, um, and models are useful because they're a simplified version of the real thing. And 100% they give you a framework, but also what are, what's important as well, as I think you know as a coach um, and being in the martial arts, you have to be able to use the model as a guidance, but then put your own performance on it because that's what makes Matt unique. That's what makes Adrian's coaching unique. Um, and I think when you can do that as a coach, that's when you're in that level of mastering where you can, yes, we've got the model as a framework, but I don't have to rely on it and I can put my performance on it. But obviously, when we put our own performance on coaching, what that does is that we're open to feedback on the performance. Whereas coaches that spend all their time hiding behind models, for instance, then it's much more difficult to feedback on the performance of the coach because you're only feedbacking on the feedbacking on the model. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It does. And again, kind of just kind of thinking of it, you know, from your perspective. So I guess you you would learn to harness that a lot being in the military because you must have had times when you was quite fearful and same with playing, you know, um, you know, high level rugby really. And I, I think it's, it, cause it's that fear, isn't it? So mm. your, your stomach, your stomach starts talking to you. Yeah. So it's about harnessing them, those things and, you know, taking that, um, step forward. Um, mm. so yeah. So with your pod podcast, pod coach, your pod coach, <laughs> Your pod coach podcast. Um, just um, is it just one episode you've done? Because you've got some great uh, interviews coming up. Yeah, it's really uh, so. Yeah, it's just one episode so far. It's called Superhuman Journeys, and it's just really sharing inspirational journeys of people that have gone through adversity and achieved something extraordinary. So I've had um, obviously world champion boxer on it, who's done twenty years at the top and then re redesigned, reevaluated his life. I've had um, professional speakers that came to the UK, couldn't speak English and rebuilt their life. They brought a child across. I've had um, someone who's based on resilience who had brittle bone disease and um, broke lots of his, like hundreds of his bones before, you know, in his teenage years. And then oh, now, wow. rebuilt, now, now as a TED speaker and um, I've had like actors on there as well who have gone through some real dark times and then come out and been an award-winning film producer for a short film. So I'm just trying to get like really inspiring uh, people on there and get people to listen to that story because I believe with stories as we we're talking about earlier is that we've got a critical filter in the mind okay which which says yes no right wrong good bad and often that stops us from really achieving what we can achieve in life mm. so going what what the the stories speak to is your subconscious going to your heart going to your gut and going to the area where that's going to influence you the most so that's my the mission of it really is to help people help those high achievers, those gifted people that have lost their way, um, that have something to bring to the world, but fear, lack of self-confidence is stopping them, giving them some inspiration to start whatever it is that they, they want to do, like a movement project, create a tribe or do like work like you're doing. There's, I'm sure there's loads of people out there that want to create a martial arts academy or be a coach 
but they're not doing that because of they they don't even know where to start so that's the purpose of the podcast yeah i think straight away um like when i think i'm 45 now so i i was just coming up to 30 when i changed my career and even then i was thinking oh can i do this i, I don't get me wrong I, I couldn't i couldn't even stand up in front of a couple of people to talk then it, it took but I think that I just, I just I want to do this. I, I can I want to make a difference, and and then you you just grow as it as it went. Yeah. So for me, it was yeah. I'm not saying it was an easy transition. It was tough, but I I have no regrets. My life changed a lot, and some things didn't work out, but I have no regrets, you know, on that. And I think um, I, I think there's a lot of people like you said, and and especially at the moment, like through uh, been in a uh, you know, lockdown period, and and even you said it. You went through many transitions, and it's a lockdown can be a, I think, could be quite a potentially big transition for a lot of people to think. You know, I've had this thing in my head, and even when we're coming out, it's it's not too late anyway. It, it you know, it takes time. It takes time. We can be in that transition phase, and um, uh, yeah, you just got to get out and do it. And and you're absolutely right. I think the amount of people I talk to, and they. They got all these this stuff in here. And sometimes I do want to shake them and say, "Come on, just do it!" <laughs> you know, get all slap around the face. Wake up! <laughs> I think the lockdown part is a big wake up for a lot. Yeah. Of people. Obviously, um, tough circumstances. So you know, my compassion goes out to all the people that have been affected, and mm. and you know that part is 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 not nice. And, but what it's done for, for many people is like reevaluate, reevaluate your life because where, where am I now going? And you, you hit on a good point earlier is that you almost had like a vision or mission or purpose, which was, which you, which you discovered, which then enables you to dig deep in those tougher times when you're having, cause I've gone through my, my challenges as well. Like I had anxiety, I've overcome PTSD and I've gone through periods of, of depression um but with that i knew where i was going i knew my purpose so it, I, I knew the purpose of going to work with a coach and going to seminars which helped transform the things i was challenging challenged with and because i knew that that's the reason that i was doing it for so that in the future that i could be the best of my clients and i could you know lead a mission uh, and i had that's evolved and that's changed as i've gone forward but going back to what you said earlier is that around that fear of public speaking i had the same thing i had i remember when i was a kid i had like um had to go up to school and, and show like a model thing that i'd made the teacher put me on gave me like five minutes to think about it <laughs> like five minutes you're speaking in front of 300 kids and i'm like you know as a oh. seven-year-old kid absolutely shat my pants and then <laughs> had to go and speak to like all these kids as they're laughing at me and then at that point decided i was you know had a fear of public speaking but what you find is that when you get older when you start to work on your purpose, some of those things come up for you. And in order, as you know, Matt, in order for us to be a good communicator, as we are now on this video, to speak to your students, and then if you get invited to do any talks, you have to be able to hold a, an audience. So I realized that that was tied in with where I wanted to go. So it was like, I have mm. to move past this, otherwise, because I want to be in this, this place um, where I am now, and this is like, you could call it kind of five years ago, and then I went to Toastmasters and um, I went like for about four weeks. And every time I went, there was like people that were like younger than me getting up and speaking. And I just, you know, they said, who wants to speak? And I couldn't put my hand up. 
And then about the fourth time that I went, I sat in the audience and then the Arctic Monkey song played. Um, you know, this is the only reason that you came to what you're scared for. Put on your dancing shoes, I think the tune I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm going up. So I did it. I got, got best speaker that evening. And then after that, I had the confidence in myself to, when other speaking opportunities came, when opportunities came to me, I was prepared for them and I could accept them. Um, whereas I think a lot of times people don't condition themselves. So when they have opportunities, the, the jump is so big to get to that rung 10, they haven't conditioned themselves along mm. to make the jump one rung. It's almost like too overwhelming for people. Yeah. So it's a big thing. It is. I, I, um, one of the things my instructor used to say to me, when you're feeling scared, is, is that your, your body's just getting you ready. Mm. And it's the same, it's kind of going for a similar process of, um, you know, when, when you're excited, really, and it is. You know, you're excited, you, you move, you, your tummy might turn over a little bit. So I think for me, um, I learned to just bounce, <laughs> go a bit hyper for a second. And then I was able to, you know, try, um, again, it, like you said, little steps and it, um, I can just bounce in my head if I need to. Yeah. And it's like a switch now. Um, same as, uh, you know, if I'm, you know, training, I can switch in and out of, out of stuff to, you know, to fulfill what I, what I'm doing at that, that given time. And it's interesting you talked about, um, you know, PTSD and anxiety and depression and similar, similar really. And I, I guess it, it, it makes, it's not nice at the time, but it makes who you're going to be, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, from my experience, um, and I'd always, I'd always recommend that if um, you have any medical or psychological concerns, always go and see a trained mm. professional therapist or counselor. Um, but from my experience, I would say that when you, when you start to, when I started to move towards more of what I wanted um, in the direction of my life, what that did is it pushed me to step up was to raise my standards and is to, to find out what I was capable of. And through that process, clearly what happens is that you go to seminars, you go and work with great coaches and I start to learn all these transformational methodologies. When you go through these workshops, what happens is um, to train as a coach or to follow your purpose or follow your life's meaning, what tends to happen is they're structured in such a way that it, that it helps you evolve and bring up mm. patterns or stories that aren't useful for you. Yeah. Uh, so you might get to where you want it to get to and then all of a sudden something else uh, comes up for you and then you have to seek assistance, seek support to, to kind of to, to move past it until, you, until I get to a point where um, that is when I experience that now, I just know that's a pattern and I can observe it objectively and allow it to, to just be there. Um, so there comes a point where actually what it's doing is, is what it's doing from my perspective is awakening you to, to who you really are beneath all of the, beneath all of the noise. And it's almost like subject object. And I, um, if you think about, um, me looking at this water bottle, I'm the subject and that's the object. So there has to be a subject object viewpoint. So if our thoughts and our catastrophizing thoughts and these emotions are occurring, who is the one that's viewing them? Mm. It has to be a subject and object. So as soon as I learned that, it was a quite a profound moment that I could just allow those experiences to be as they are. Uh, but it's taken a, a, um, a reasonable amount of time to, to get to that point. Yeah, but it, it does take time. And um, 
you know, when I was going through that, I actually bought the business. So, and it's one of them things I think, how the, how did I do that? I'm also quite proud of it, but I, and it, I think I said to someone interviewed me yesterday and it, it's not like I, I wanted to end my life, but it's like, I didn't want to live. Yeah. But I guess that gave me that, that new purpose at the time, but you know, it was, and it does take time. And it, and I think like you said about being aware, I'm much more aware now. And I, um, I think a video I did yesterday was like, well, you know what? I can either squalor, I can have a burst of energy and sometimes that works or I just, you know what? I'm just gonna take my time with it today. Yeah. Move it. And then I'm fine after that. I'm just totally back to normal. Um, but it's a lot, it's a lot about self-learning and I, I guess, but there's always, there's always a way out. Mm, I think the, I think the most important thing is, is to, is to just seek some support. Yes. Uh, and, and then also inquire about coaching if that's, if that's um, what you are looking for, because obviously coaching is more about, uh, you know, moving forward. Uh, mm. Whereas therapy, that type of stuff is, is resolving the past as well. Um, yes. So that's, you know, that's really, really important. But I suppose, as you said earlier, it is, it is, it is about that journey. It's also about like, not being too harsh on yourself as well. And I think the most important thing is understanding where you're going, um, what your purpose is, what, what gives your life a sense of meaning, because that will give you a reason to, to, to work on this when you have to move forward or you start to become the person that you, you want to be. Um, whereas sometimes what I find is with, with coaching clients that take a while to reach out, they've been thinking about this stuff for, for years. Yeah. But I, it's almost like this little pebble in your shoe. Oh, it'll be okay. I'll just yeah. <laughs> a bit of toothache. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. There has to be obviously. I mean, you probably had, you've probably seen that in coaching as well. There has to be like a point where they're like, you know, fuck it. I've had enough of this now. I need to go and um, get some support on it. Uh, yeah. Hey, be- I've been on that end as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been on that at the end where I think uh, it is. It's literally like that stone on the shoe, and, and sometimes it's see a bit like the. Um, seven habits highly affect people you know the last one is sharpen the saw yeah you're trying to cut down a tree with a, a blunt saw because you haven't got time to sharpen it whereas only you went and sharpened that saw you probably cut it down a much much quicker so yeah and, and yeah reminding myself of that really um That's a great and point. obviously you're working about people's inner self-belief their, their self-confidence and me i'm i feel because sometimes people want don't want to get started and stuff so I, I don't have the confidence for that and my fear on it is you don't need confidence yet because that's what we're going to build. All mm. you need is a little bit of courage. I think courage comes before confidence. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because um, if you think about, oh, if we go back into what we we're talking about earlier about the, the whole body uh, in alignment um, and they have to kind of be in agreement and aligned uh, or you, we, we don't make the best decisions as we spoke about earlier, gut and heart. And it's interesting that you both said that, the, the confidence and, and um, having the courage because from the behavior modeling of MBIT is we look at the heart. So we, when we work with the heart intelligence, the core competencies are our values, our relational effect. So how we relate to ourselves and relate to other people uh, and also feelings uh, and emoting and uh, emotions. And as you, I think you spoke about it earlier around um, someone that gave you some advice around um to, to feel the emotion or to feel the, the feeling. It's just, I can't remember what you said, something around the fear or anxiety, you're just feeling it. 
and um, that's what the heart intelligence is, is all about. So connecting with others, relating to others and yourself and feeling. And then when we go down to gut, our gut is for our core identity. So who we are in the world, who we being, and um, also our security needs are what we need to be secure in the world. So that's what the, the, the gut is for. Uh, and also for mobilization. So for action taking, for, for deciding. And then the head intelligence is there for stories, meaning making, thinking and cognitive perception. Sorry, Adrian, you aren't going to believe us as someone that I got a delivery. <laughs> Listen, two sets. Um, no, that's, that's, that's uh, interesting. Um, thank you. Thank you. Right. Um, so what, what, have you, what workshops, um, courses, you got workshops, courses coming up? Yeah, so obviously I do a three-month um, coaching program and uh, that's specifically for coaches, business owners or professionals who are looking to build their self-confidence, increase their leadership skills and really awaken their, their talents. So really looking at anyone that's got any confident, low confidence or, or self-belief and helping them get to the, the root of, of that release that and then build on their strengths so that they're out there building uh, a tribe building a movement and really being superhuman because that's what superhuman is yeah. all about and um one of the clients i was working with recently is an exec level director who had a business on the side and um and also working uh, within the company who had some self-confidence issues around relationships and that was impacting their efficiency and ability to influence at work and also create the kind of money and the business they want on the side and they finished the three-month coaching program got to the root of self their self-confidence that released and that you know that that had gone and they got a new job with the money that they were um that wanted all along and then they started to build a consultancy and coaching business on the side um, so that was quite a profound uh, transformation. Yeah, wow. Work that I do, uh, and then obviously I'm just doing the doing the podcast now. And when this is all out as well, I'm, I'm I do coaching certification. So I teach coaches, uh, therapists, managers, leaders how to use MBIT, so how to integrate and align all your multiple intelligences. So how do you coach whole body uh, using neuroscience, ancient wisdom, and positive psychology with NLP? And then they finish the four days and they get a certification in MBIT so they can apply that in their coaching um, and they can use that freely. So that's something that I'm going to be doing uh, when we come out of lockdown. I did have one course planned, but obviously lockdown stopped me from using the hotel. So that's something that I'll be doing after. So those are the, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I understand. It sounds amazing. Um, I, I've only... We've only just met properly, really, on a, a video call, but um, I feel I'm a good judge of person. I, I just think that they're going to get so much from you, Adrian. Um, you know, from from your experience and just what you know and, and just how you, you know, you do, I, I could see, I, I just went back through some of your posts today and I can see you, you, you see potential in people and uh, you just seem so passionate about, you know, bringing that out. Um, so what, so basically, who would be, who would like your coaching be for now? Like someone that's, um, you know, just in everyday work, everyday life. Yeah. So my coaching is, so I work with a couple of types of people. Um, 
and really it's if I were to describe the coaching is those fee, those people those those directors those mm. coaches those business owners those professionals that feel called to a deeper purpose that feel called to a higher purpose that want to do some some impact the world in some deep and meaningful way yet fear lack of self-confidence lack of self-belief is stopping them from doing that on a consistent basis so they're waking up and not feeling feeling conflict they're 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 not feeling like they really want to go to the job that they're doing or even the the coaching work that they're doing uh or the profession that they're doing and deep down they're talented and gifted and have some major contribution to bring to the world they just need a little bit of coaching they need to release some of those fears they need to build that self-confidence uh to achieve the extraordinary which is why they're here and um that's who the, my coaching's for it's for those high achievers that are lost that other people have counted out um to to get them back on track brilliant and um do, what would happen would they get like a discovery call through you first or it's not like oh, i got commit straight away yeah, yeah, just, um drop me uh, a connection on on uh, on facebook and we'll just have a like a little bit of a messenger discovery and then when we when we feel like it's the right time uh, on the messenger discovery, so I understand that then we'll have a um, call and introduce the the, the program. Brilliant. Well, I've tagged you in on the post, but if, if you can drop in your you know your website, all your contact details in the comments, and there, guys, there they'll be they'll be below there. Um, it's been great talking to you. Um, sorry about the delivery. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, hey, that's uh, that's live. That's live TV. <laughs> Nunchucks. Yeah, no, I wish. <laughs> Everyone in that room. No, I, I, my, my house is filled with both staff and nunchucks and sticks. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. Training just, tools, just in case. Great for you to obviously comment on the post. And I think what's great about today is obviously we've been connected for a while, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, but what's been great is that there was, there was a glimpse of something in that post. And I think essentially what you said earlier was around... I was with, with yourself it's about recognizing the potential in people or recognizing people's talents and abilities and almost guiding them towards where they want to be and it's being that coach it's being that support um and I, I think you really resonate with that post and i really appreciate the the comment and then if i reflect back and look at some of the stuff you're doing and some of the interviews you're doing um and being consistent with those you're doing a, a great job and martial arts is I mean, I've always been involved in team sports, but since I've got into boxing and learned that, that piece, it really is a completely different experience because now you have to rely on yourself uh, and it really does, it really does push you and, and shows you how to use the energy and how, how to understand yourself and you're doing, you're doing great work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, I'm going to have to hook up with you again, definitely. Um, this has been a good one. Um, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Drop a comment in below, all right? Uh, drop Adrian a message and uh, get on that course. And uh, Adrian, thank you so much. It's, um, I've enjoyed this podcast. I've run over a bit, but hey, don't worry. Meetings can wait. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, we're in the flow. We're in the flow. That's it. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Peace, love, and good health. All right. There we go. We're off air now.